Hi, what's your welcome? You're listening to The Word. Now, my next guest was born in Hackney to a Jamaican family. He studied music at the London School of Singing and at the Guildhall School of Music and Drama. He was taught by the most respected coaches in the industry. He's an original founder member of the Jazz Warriors and now co-director of Warriors International. Most recently, for his services to music, Cleveland has been appointed an MBE. He has worked with Stevie Wonder, The Who, Richard Spaven Trio, Bobby McFerrin, Goldie, Bjork, Bob Dylan, Keith Richards, just to name but a few. He's received multiple prestigious awards and nominations, and we are really proud to welcome him to The Word today. Hi, Cleveland. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Miranda. Lovely to be here. You've got a really incredible, extensive career in music, and it's hard to know where to begin. I know that you're coming to Bristol soon, and we'll get on to your latest album shortly. But let's just start at the beginning. How did you discover your love for music? Well, it, it starts right at the beginning. It probably starts in a womb. You know, I always tell people, because it's true, that I can remember being in my cot listening to the radio as a baby. Wow. And, you know, I, at that particular time in the sort of early 60s, my dad, who was an amateur DJ, was, he loved a lot of different types of music as well. So I'd have the radio on and I'd be literally listening to soaking up whatever's on there, whether it's the Beatles, whether it's my mom and dad's record collection, the Scar and Blue Beat and reggae tunes that they would buy and play. And, and uh, all that was just going in. I think at school, I, I recall at school, uh, we're sitting in assembly and they put on classical music. So I had a quite quite a rich diet of music as a child, uh, growing up listening, and and uh, being. My mom said that I was all, I was very silent, so I imagine that I was just absorbing all the all the all the activity that was going on around me. My mom said I was quite a shy kid, you know, quite quiet wow. and shy. Wow. And um, and I just think. It really started there, you know, just my, my love for the different sounds that I was hearing, you know. And I think by the time I got to my teenage years, I just started to develop this real love for dub music and reggae music, roots and culture sounds that was coming out of Jamaica in, in the early to mid-70s. So that was really like my first real strong passion for a, a particular genre of music. And that went on for quite a few years you know i had a sound system in hackney as well you know i went to all the clubs and and brought the music as well you know i was an avid record collector from a very young age and then coming out of my teens going into my 20s i started to listen to, to some jazz stuff through a friend of mine that lent me a cassette <laughs> some people might not even know what that is <laughs> But yeah, one of those little tape cassette players that uh, we all used to have, well, all of us of a certain age had. Yeah, yeah. And on that tape was a collection of really, like, what they call, like, bebop players, jazz bebop players, people like Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie, Ella Fitzgerald, Sarah Vaughan, that era, that 40s era of, of jazz music. So I, I'd never heard that before, and that, I, I got really, really fascinated by the sound of that. And I just wanted to, I wanted to play it, I wanted to sing it, I wanted to explore it. It just, it just really did something for, for me, like really deeply. And I, and, I, and I did, you know, I spent a lot of time performing and listening to that music and 
became a member of the Jazz Warriors in my, in my sort of mid-twenties with Courtney Pine that put this uh, band, big band together of young black musicians that were interested in playing a mu that type of music in, in London at, at the time. We're talking oh, it was amazing. Now. I remember seeing the Jazz Warriors perform a couple of times and it just oh, blew wow. me away. Around that time as well, right. where there was yeah. just sort of jazz funk was really kind of in its element as well. And yeah. Just, yeah, mind-blowing. Yeah, so, you know, a lot of us come from those different backgrounds. You know, we come from that funk, reggae, black background. You know, most of us, uh, a lot of us are having uh, Caribbean parents. So I've just been journeying, you know, just been really interested in uh, in exploring and, and, and just really open to different sounds. And I think that just really just came from my childhood, you know, just, just the love and appreciation for sound per se as opposed to genres you know just like you yeah. know you hear something and you and you really like it you don't necessarily know it's cool i didn't know that music was called bebop all i knew is that i liked it well it's <laughs> like when, when jungle and drum and bass started we didn't know what that right. was you know right. somebody was dropping a bit of double reggae over a techno tune it was like right. i don't know what that is but it sounds wicked right exactly you know and, and it was the same i mean when coming up to that period now yeah. how i got interested and involved in it was through my daughter, I remember I was downstairs one day and I heard this bass line going. I thought, what, what is that? What's she listening to? I went into her room and I said, like, what, what is this? And she goes, oh, this is this is Cool FM, this is jungle, jungle music. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> and, you know, and it was, what what really got me was, it was this heavy bass line, and, but there was this song. I don't even remember that song. Uh, I need your loving. Oh my gosh, like yes. Right, so they had that. It was, a, it was, you know, reconstructed as a jungle tune yeah. and jungle mix. So obviously, I knew the, the 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 vocal line and I knew the melody, but it had this heavy bass line. I could still hear it in my head, and I've never heard this version ever since. But I remember it. Someone said it was a guy called Gerald Mix or something. So it might have been, but I just remember hearing this sound. I was like, oh, this is amazing! Wow. And then I just started to take notice of it as I, as I was walking the streets of Hackney out here, coming out of the cars, the barber shops, some of the shop, you know, uh, uh, people's car car systems, and uh, you know, and I was just like, wow, this is this is this is what is this? You know, this yeah. is this is this is something really fresh and new. Yeah. Then I just decided to. I heard about this uh, this rave that was going on in going on in Tottenham at this place called. Um, Ah, I always forget the name of the place. Uh, <laughs> anyway, there was a big rave that was happening over the weekend, and I decided I wanted to go and experience it. And never been to one, you know. Anyway, when I went there, and I, I just stood there watching, and I saw these MCs on stage, just about half a dozen MCs, and they were chatting over the tunes, and you know, this big booming sound system. And I, I just kept hearing these drums, these, this, this particular break. Yeah. This was around 93, 94. Sure. And I heard this break, so it was the Amen break. I didn't know it at the time, <laughs> but it, it, it turned out that, it, you know, I was hearing this break beat on every single tune, almost every tune. I was like, what is this? This is just like, what? How, how, are, they, how are they manipulating these beats like that? You know, because it was quite... It wasn't your, your, your regular boom, 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 you know, techno or house. It yeah. was just moving. <laughs> 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 
you know, I'm just like, oh my, what is going on with this? How are they doing it? So I was just really, I was just so um, uh, just taken over, overwhelmed, overtaken over by the sound of it. I just really wanted to explore it some more. And then it happened again that I was doing a jam session in a club in, uh, in the West End and the lady that was hosting it, she said to me, oh, there's this new place starting. Uh, oh, it, it, was, it was called Speed, she said. There's this club opening up called Speed. And you need to come and meet this guy, Goldie, because he's looking for a singer. And I think that you'd be <laughs> the right person to... And I was like, I've never heard of Goldie. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll come here. Anyway, I went, to, I went to the night. I think it might have been the first night of Speed. And Fabio was there. Bookham was there. Conrad and... And then I met Goldie, and then he said, look, you know, I'm in the studio tomorrow. Anyway, I was listening to this music that night, and I was like, wow, this is, this is, this is kind of different, you know, to the stuff that I was hearing. You know, this had more of that sort of Bookham sound, Fabio, more sort of liquidy. Well, it wasn't liquidy, yeah. they didn't call it that at the time, but, no, you know, it had more of that. that. Yeah. yeah, it had more of that kind of, uh, you know, more of the With long jazzy, string pads, fluid, jaggy, yeah, dreamy, fluid, liquidy, yeah. dreamy stuff. Yeah. So yeah, so anyway, so I went to the studio the next day and uh, I met Rob Playford and Goldie and they played and they played this track. So I'm listening to this track and I'm like, oh man, I'm just standing there sort of like, yeah, waiting for the beats to come. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't come. There's no beats. And I was like, I was confused. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> Where's the beats? Yeah. But it was this drop. ballad, you know, it was this, yeah, I thought it was drop. It was this ballad, jungle ballad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Adrift, a, a the, the yeah. song Adrift on his album, on, on the on the Timeless album. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so I did it. I, I was, I was, I mean, it, it's a lovely piece, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, it, I really loved it. But you know, when you just, your expectations, you're just thinking like, you're going to be singing some jungle stuff. Anyway, that was done. <laughs> that was great. You know, he did a tour and I was invited on a tour and then he mentioned that he's starting this club night, Metalheads, and you know, we all went down to the first night, which was quite a mixed affair. They had loads of different they had people like Digo, Borkan, um, and a few other, uh, uh, just a kind of assortment of breakbeat uh, artists were, were there that night, that opening night. But then as, it, as the night progressed, I said to Goldie, I've got my microphone in the car, shall I go and get it? And he said, no, 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 don't, no, you're not. So I said, no, no problem. Anyway, he came back a half hour or so later and said, yeah, go and get your mic. <laughs> so I got my mic and I plugged it in and I started just, well, what I was doing was really a re, uh, kind of, because I had done the sound system, because I had host, I was a host and a DJ for a sound system back in the yeah. day. I knew how to, I have to host the crowd. Yeah. yeah. And and I guess because of the jazz stuff that I'd studied up until that point and I had that, that that kind of arsenal, I could yeah. I could um you know, I could uh I could I could figure things out for myself, you know, and just work 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 it, you know. So anyway, so I started to do that and as the weeks progressed, it, 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 as I say, you know, it just really started to find its its own line and its own form and you had you know like every Sunday you had either Doc Scott, Fabio Groove Rider, Chemistry and Storm, Loxy and Ink, uh, Jumping Jack Frost, 
you know, you had this roster of, 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 of artists that would cut dog plates on the Saturday night and, and play them freshly on the Sunday. So yeah. nobody had heard nobody had heard this music before. So and I I hadn't heard it. So it was just it became this like wow what who's what what what's gonna happen this Sunday? Who's gonna play what? what you know what we're gonna be here on the most on the most amazing sound system I've ever heard in that period because I came from that sound system period where everyone built their amplifiers and so you were used to this real crystal valve warm sonic sound from the 70s and a lot of the sounds because they you know it, it obviously will change and you know clubs weren't necessarily playing paying particularly uh, uh, attention to details with sound systems sometimes you go somewhere the music might be good but the sound system is so crappy you know no Absolutely. no bass no harsh sounds you walk past the speaker and you hold in your head like your head's gonna explode yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, we, but, we but, were doing a night in the end for uh, um i can't remember how long with the full cycle crew and the first time i heard that sound system it just blew me away yeah yeah the end that's right yeah so so um so yeah they had they had the eskimo noise sound system down there which was like really really fantastic perfect sound for um the, the music that was that was the new music that was uh, freshly cut the night before you know. yeah so this went on for three four years you know i had my mic plugged in there and i was developing <laughs> a style and a, you know the music was was finding its way and, and what's so great about what you do is you like you say you understand the beats and you understand the music because with house and techno it was just that same you know, no taking away nothing from it, but you know, yeah. that kind of steady beat, and you yeah, get exactly, it, don't yeah. you? You got it. Yeah, you know, I, I got it from a musical point of view because of, of yeah, because of where I, I, I was coming from, but also it pushed me into finding my own thing with it in terms of MC stroke, host stroke, vocalist, you know, hosting, you know, what became like the seminal, one of the biggest if not the biggest kind of night in drum and bass. You know, Metalheads became the epicenter, if you like, for the cutting edge stuff. Everyone and anyone that was into the music had to get down there, you know, because it was just Groove Rider was there, Doc Scott was there, Chemistry and Storm were there, as I say, Jumper Jumper, and they're playing the new Fotex or the Dillinger. I just see the other, the other side of it for me was I never heard dance music that was so orchestral. You hear an intro of a tune and it, it'll start with like, you know, I don't know, just a little whisper or a hi-hat. And then all of a sudden it goes into this mad like explosion drop in the middle. There might be two or three drops as well. <laughs> and you just be like, oh my God, you know, and then it just take you on a journey. And furthermore, the DJs will be playing more of the track than they do today. And today, a lot of the, a lot of the, the thing is about, oh, let's get to the drop and, you know, the yeah. big hands in the air and blah, blah, blah. But back then, you they take you on a journey and you yeah. hear the whole track and you hear this mix. You know, you hear this mix and you're listening to the track and then you'll hear this mix. And, and then, you know, it's the first time, it was it was there that I heard um, Randall for the first time. And he's, and he's famous for like, you know, just cutting in like 10 tunes and within a, like one minute, you know. And so you hear Randall sort of like playing all these drops and all these different I think there's and... like a rocket scientist, the way they put stuff together. Do you know what I mean? It's just it, it really is. It, it, it really is incredible. And I was just really 
just fascinated with how it was all, how it all came together, how it morphed and developed and they kept pushing the envelope. It's probably the only music that really pushes the boundaries for electronic music to this day. Drum and bass really, really push the envelope and the boundaries of what's possible. Jungle drum and bass is bigger than it ever was. I mean, I just did a concert with Fabio Groove Rider and the, and the Outlook Orchestra at the, uh, the Royal Festival Hall. Wow. Totally sold out. Oh my days, you know, I bet that was amazing. All live, it was incredible. It was yeah. absolutely, they were playing all the classic tunes. You know? Oh God. And I, and I sang on uh, two or three of them. It, it was it was breathless. What really gets me about this scene was because it was British as well. Do you know ah, what I mean? Well, there you go. That's it was thing. our thing, wasn't it? It was our thing, and it still is, and it's it still, still is. and it's it's still expanding. You know, it's, it's 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 now bigger than it ever was. They're having parties all over the world. I know, no. and I remember having discussions about what's the future of dance, what will happen, everyone's saying, oh, it won't go anywhere, it'll be just another fad. And then here we are 30 years later, yeah. celebrating like 25th anniversaries of albums, yeah. like new forms and represent, yeah. and uh, timeless yeah. and, you know, timeless, incredible. Yeah, yeah. incredible. yeah it, is, it is incredible. It's, 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 and it feels, and then, you know, you've got the, the, the younger generation who are discovering all those Blue Note tapes. Yeah. And they, and you know, and, they, and I mean, I've done a big, big uh, event for Metalheads you know, uh, recently, the last few weeks, over in East London. They've just, you just, you just saw, like, you know, teenagers, like, you know, 19, 20 years old. And they just love that old school stuff. They're just discovering it. Of course, you know, you've got the new school producers. Again, they're using the now technology is there anyone about now that you think we should be looking out for? I mean, there are. I mean, I mean, there's people like. I mean, they're not necessarily new per se, but I mean, people like Voltage and Break and Grey Code and Satil. There's quite a few uh, young producers. And again, you know, what's interesting, what I find interesting is they they are mixing the old stuff with the new stuff, and that and that balance always I think is always nice. You know, yeah. when you're able to utilize things from 20 years ago and put it with a sound, you know, because the technology just, it's just gone to our different levels now, you know, in terms of production. You know, what you can do on a laptop would take you, <laughs> you know, you'd have to be in a studio for, for weeks on end. And now on a laptop, you can do now what would take you five weeks. It might take you five minutes. So you know what we should do, I guess, really, is wind forward a little bit to present day, because you are about yeah. doing a tour with yeah. your brand new album, which is out now, and we really need to cover a bit of that, because I could talk to you about drum and bass all day. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but yeah. you're coming to Bristol. So this is what's really exciting. You're going to be at the Bristol Beacon, and mm. you're going to be performing on the 9th of April, I believe, and it's your new album, The Great Jamaican Songbook. Tell us about it. Sure. Okay. It's a great Jamaican songbook. It's me wanting to do something that celebrates and gives honor to my roots. And it's something I've, I've wanted to, I wanted to do a project that, like that for many years now. And I've been talking about it and thinking about it, but it just never was the right time or the right thing. You know, I just really wanted it to be something that that made a lot of sense and just had a theme to it. Anyway, I was having this conversation on and off with Uthi, 
Arthur Robson MBE, great multi-instrumentalist uh, who's part of the band. I'll be having these conversations with him on and off. And then he said to me one day, he said, you know, Cleveland, I think that you need to sing the great Jamaican songbook. Because, you know, we were familiar with the great American songbook. But he said to me, you need to sing the great Jamaican songbook. All of a sudden, a lot, we laughed at first and then we went, oh, wait a minute. Of course, the great Jamaican song, Gregory Isaacs, Dennis Brown. Of course, that's the great Jamaican songbook. So with that name, I was able to just, that was the spark for me to get this project moving and rolling. And then, okay, what songs am I going to sing? Well, that was really easy. <laughs> because, you know, and, and when I say that, a lot of people say to me, yeah, but how did you, why did you sing that song? Why didn't you sing this one? Like, Tell us what songs have you sure. got on there? What can we okay. hear? I've got things like Lee Scratch Perry and Junior Biles' Curly Locks. I've got Dennis Brown's Only a Smile. I've got Gregory Isaac's famous classic Night Nurse. We've oh, it's one own... of my all-time favourites. I love we've Night Nurse. We've done our thing with that. We've got some Bernie Spear on there. Okay. Red, gold and green. So these are all tunes that, you know, they have a, 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 a link and connection with my history and past. You know, I was at yeah. this particular club when I heard this tune. I was here when I heard that tune. And, and that and these tunes have stayed with me all, all my life, but I've never sung them. You know, I never ever had ever had the inkling to sing them, you know. Yeah. But but then now I am. So the Great Jamaican Songbook is now uh is open. The book is now open, you know. And it's volume one. Great Jamaican Song Volume One. So it's a, a selection of ten songs. Got a really cracking great band together of exceptional musicians that, I mean, again, these musicians that work with this project, they play music from all over the world. They have their own bands and their own projects. I'm really happy to have this caliber of musicians that can play this music. So, so yeah, so we, you know, we recorded this album. I mean, I've got to tell you a little bit about how we actually ended up recording this album because when it was time to record, I was, in my head, I was thinking, wouldn't it be great to just be able to do this live and in an atmosphere where, you know, you just can capture that moment and just do one take vocals, you know, just, you know, just really capture that whole life. So what happened was I, I was having a conversation with Zach Starsky, who's Ringo Starr's son, who I was going to do some work with. And he told, when I told him about this project, he really got really excited just by the name. I said, yeah, I'm, do, I'm doing this project, The Great Jamaican Songbook. And he just went, oh my God, The Great Jamaican Songbook. He just loved the name. And he started explaining to me that, you know, he's been working with, um, he has a studio actually in Jamaica. Uh, yeah, he's, been, he's been heavily involved in Jamaican music. I was like, wow. wow. And he said to me, yeah, you know, he, he produced Toots and the Maytals last, uh, Toots from, from Toots and the Maytals who sadly passed away, he, yeah. he, he produced his last record and he produced Euroid's last record. Wow. And I was like, wow, look at this connection. And he, he said to me, look, come over to the studio, you know, if it if it fits what for you, you know, you can use it. Anyway, I went there and I was, I was like, I was, it was almost like walking into Lee Scratch Perry's studio, the Black Ark. It felt so organic and so full of that whole Jamaican vibe, you know, because he, he loves all that. So I was just thinking, oh my gosh. And he said to me, look, 
you can use the studio uh, to, to, to your recording. So we did the recording there. Wait, hang on a minute. This is just bonkers. So you got Ringo Starr's son. Yes. Just like, hey, Cleveland, come over to Jamaica. Yes. Use my... It's like... It's oh, like no, 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 no. It wasn't... <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Let, let, let me back up. He has a studio in Jamaica, but he has the same setup over here. So I think okay. it's called in here. Yeah, I would have wow, and if I went to Jamaica, oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> you would have, you would have heard about that before. Yeah. Sure. I mean, you were just being so cool about it, and I was just like, hang on a minute, why rewind? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, we haven't done that link in Jamaica yet, but it, 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 he has the same setup over here, just outside London. So we went there, we recorded all the tracks there. I just really love the whole, you know, and done it the way that I really wanted to do to do it as well in terms of, you know, it was all done live. It was one take vocals. All my vocals are one take, you know, you know, no drop-ins, you know. Uh, Which got, is why it's getting such great reviews, the show, isn't it? Because you're getting what you get on the album, which is just amazing. Yeah. Yes, yes, you're getting, and more, you know, because yeah. when it's live, it's, it's it really does come alive, you know? Yeah. So. So yeah, it's 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 we're we're out on the road uh, through April, May, June, July, and we're picking up other dates as we go along throughout the year. And you did and a couple of dates before Christmas, didn't you? So how did the show go down? And what I wanted to ask you is, who's yes. coming? What kind of people are coming? Is it is it new people? Well, discovering you know, or is it all yeah, the elders or? You well, know? we did it. Okay, look, we did a show the weekend over at uh, Canary Wharf. Yeah. In a real in a real swanky posh place you know <laughs> and we had all kind of people there yeah you know we had all kind of uh, 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 people that that elderly people some young people too but the, pri the shows that I was doing prior to that were again you know I, I played on the South Bank part of the London Jazz Festival in the Queen Elizabeth Hall we had a whole mixture of people come there we had I mean what, what one of the most fascinating gigs for me thus far with this project was actually the very first gig that we did in this church in, in a crypt over in South London. And we were we were playing these tunes. And I remember we were we were playing uh, one of the tunes, the uh, Bernie Spear tune. And I saw this young girl, she couldn't have been no more than 20. And she was mouthing the lyrics. <laughs> I was like, huh? How do you even how do you even know this music? Let alone you're singing along with, to the tunes. And I, so that just again, you know, we're we're in we're in that time and period where people they have they have the world of music at their fingertips, you know, and they like what they like. This is the thing, you know. They they they're not they're not they're a lot they're a lot different to us, you know. They didn't necessarily grow up on albums per se. They grow up on tunes. Yeah. They like these. I like this song. You know, I like this. I like this artist. You know, and and yeah, I just find that yeah, we have a, a real broad uh, mixture of, of people that uh, new and of course you know the, the old the elders that love uh, you know their classic sort of roots reggae music are coming out. We're delighted to have, especially like you know when you just see young people that are really getting into. That 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 sound and really really love, love that music. It's just like wow, it's, it's a, just a wow factor for you. You know, you just think wow. You know, I grew up. This is the music that I grew up on. <laughs> so, are you going to be playing any festivals in the summer? 
Yeah, we are. We're playing actually one huge festival. We're playing Blenheim Palace this year. Wow. We're opening for UB40, Aswad, and Maxi Priest. So it's going to be a huge one. Well, listen, I could talk to you all day. Cleveland has been absolutely amazing talking to you. Bristol is like another beautiful place. I've got some great some friends up there. I've got Randall lives up there. DJ Loki lives up there. You know, all the proper bass heads live up there. Yeah, loads of Ronnie, Ronnie Sires and Scruff. Ronnie and Die yeah. and Gutter Funk. You, all the boys and Dynamite exactly. MC. And oh, we've got Daisy and Roughneck Ting. And there's a massive DB scene. We're coming up to play Roots music. So you're coming up to play Roots music. But yes. you know, this is where it kind of all started. I remember, to quick exactly. story, I was out at a party in Wiltshire with Jumpy Jack Frost and Ronnie Sides and his older brother and Brian G. Mm. And I think it was Groove Riding and Fabio. Anyway, they were dropping the kind of rave music of the time. And yeah. uh, Ronnie Size's older brother Carl just suddenly started mixing in some reggae over the mm. top of the techno, and that is my first oh. memory of Jungle. Awesome. It wow. was amazing, and all of us were just like, "Oh my god, wow, this is amazing!" <laughs> wow, brilliant. <laughs> all right, my darling, I will let you get on. Thank you so much. Thanks, Miranda. You take all care. Right. It's so rough. Easy, brethren, easy. Babylon, too tough. Them I walk, them I loot, them I shoot. Babylon, them I brood. Them I walk, them I loot, them I shoot. But we know evil by the roots. Easy, not easy. Don't take it so rough, yeah. Easy, brethren, easy. Babylon, too tough. Babylon, them a brute. But we know evil by the roots. Easy, not easy. Don't take it so rough. Easy, brethren, easy. Babylon too tough. Babylon too tough. Ooh. Babylon, them a brute. Them a walk, them a loot, them a shoot. But we know evil by the roots. Easy, brethren, easy. Don't take it so rough. Easy, not easy. Babylon, too tough. Them a walk, them a loot, them a shoot. Babylon, them a brute. Them a walk, them a loot, them a shoot But we know evil by the roots Easy, not easy Don't take it so rough Easy, brethren, 